All right, good afternoon, good evening, good morning to those tuning in to the show right now. As you all know, I'm your host, Tavares Wilson, and you know, I always get the last word. Now, let's jump right into it, man. Let's not dilly-dally. We're going ahead and jump into some NBA news. And first piece of news I got, I know a lot of people have been going crazy ever since this trade has transpired. So we got to talk about that off the rip, off the muscle. Donovan Mitchell heading to the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cleveland Cavaliers, in exchange, they get Donovan Mitchell, and I believe they sent over. Let me. I'm gonna pull up the trade details right now. I'm sorry, I don't have them directly in front of me. But in the deal, they are sending marketing, Colin Sexton, and they also are sending Oki Agbaji, excuse me if I butcher your name, man, and three unprotected first-round picks and two unprotected first-round swaps to Utah. So, all of that and some for Donovan Mitchell. Now, off bat, do I believe the Cavs on this trade? Absolutely. I am a person that's of the belief. Basketball, to me, especially in the NBA, more so than any other team-oriented sport, you need superstars to win in this league. You just do. There has not been, at least within the last decade, I cannot recall one single team that has not won an NBA championship with a superstar-like or borderline star-like player versus a team filled with an all-star and surrounded by other really good players. I haven't seen that. I mean, if you want to look at the Warriors, when look at the Cavs when they had LeBron, if you want to look at the Toronto Raptors when they had Kawhi, if you want to look at the Lakers with AD and LeBron, there hasn't been a team in recent memory that has won it all without having a superstar kind of talent. Now, do I believe Donovan Mitchell is a superstar? No, I don't believe he's a superstar. But I do believe he has the talent to become one. The dude is only 25 years old. He's going to be paired up with other young, very talented people, whether it's Evan Mobley, whether it's uh, Jared Allen, whether it's Darius Garland. I mean... And a lot of people sleeping on my boy who they got from Auburn last season is, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, <clears throat> Okafor, I believe. But I was, I was high on him coming out of the draft because he is a guy that's a, he's a defensive anchor. Like he can get on the perimeter guard your best player. Isaac, Isaac Okoro, that's his name. He can go in and guard your best player. I know he doesn't have it panned out right now, but he's a guy that he can, if he can get his footing under him and let the game slow down to him, I think this is a guy that can be a Jimmy Butler caliber player. Now, I'm not saying he will be that for certain, but he can be. And if you pair all that stuff up with the guys, the veterans they have there who has won at some level, whether it's Kevin Love, whether it's Ricky Rubio, I mean, they have a good team. This is a, this is a good team, man. Don't, do not get it twisted for a second. This is a very good team. And if we're being honest with ourselves, this is a team that could continue to ease now. I mean, Utah, as we all see now, they're officially blowing it up. They're rebuilding. They've traded away their two best players in Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell now. And so instead of them choosing between the two, they said, forget it. We'll just get rid of both of you. So that's interesting to me. I, but I don't blame Utah whatsoever. In fact, I applaud it because... Sometimes you just realize that you peaked with the team you have. Sometimes you got to realize and come to that acceptance that maybe this is the best we can get out of this unit. 
they they clearly had some kind of friction between each other. Your two best players not liking each other. Typically, that's not going to work. You we've seen rare instances where it has worked, but typically that's not going to slide. And they decided to do something about it. And I applaud Utah for recognizing there was an issue and something needed to give and. They did something about it to try to correct them. Now we'll see. We'll have to wait some years to see if that pans out for them. But at the end of the day, I think it's a step in the right direction, and I think it's a step in the right direction for the Cavs because they've been more aggressive and more, I want to say, intricate and precise with their picks and their moves in the free agency of late the past two three seasons. They've made a lot of really good moves, but I think. For me personally, I think Kevin Love time has come with his team. I think Kevin Love moves on. I don't think Kevin Love would go and be an immediate starter somewhere else. He could be. He still has the talent to be, but we shall see. I think Kevin Love time is done with the Cavs, though. I mean, you got young dudes over there, Evan Mobley. You got Jared Allen. These these guys, both of them were what? I think Evan Mobley maybe 19, 20, and Jared Allen's probably 25, 24. So, Kevin Love just doesn't fit in the mold of what the Cavs are going with now. So, I see them moving on from him. They may move on from Ricky Rubio as well as he was, as he's become expendable. But, with all that being said, <clears throat> I do believe the Cavs can compete this season. Now, there's still some... Hard, hard, hard outs in the East, man. You still got the Bucks. Giannis, best player in the league, regardless of who's around him, it's gonna be tough to beat the best player in the league, man. The Seven Game Series. You just, you just seeing that with the Celtics. Celtics themselves. Speaking of the devil, the Miami Heat, well coached team, well organized, well rounded. And this is a good team. You got the Sixers still. James Harden and Joel Embiid. Cannot count out those two guys who are perennial MVP candidates. And then on top of that, you got the Hawks. That's coming back with Deontay Murray and Trey Young as a backcourt. And a lot of people want to sleep on the Hawks. The Hawks got the Hawks got talent, man. Let's not forget two years ago, this team was just in the Eastern Conference Finals. They got talent. Let's, let's not act as if it's not there. So there's a lot of teams there that you have to be wary of. I didn't even mention the Nets with KD. I mean, it's a whole dumpster fire over there right now, man. But they, got, they have too much talent to not at least be contending. And... They got, a, they got a tough out in the East, man. They, they got a lot of tough teams. It's a lot of tough teams in the East. We, we shall see how things pan out for them. I believe they can be a top five seed. I believe they could be anywhere from five to seven. I don't know about top three. It's, I, I don't see them getting a higher seed than the Sixers, the, the Sixers, Bucks, Heat, or Celtics. I don't, I don't see that happening. I mean, it's, it's very much possible, don't get me wrong, especially bearing injury or other moves. It's, you know, you never know. But I just don't see that happening personally. Now, that being said, and some other NBA news, I mean, one thing I did see and I did notice, I don't know how relevant this is, but I did see a photo shoot or like a gathering for the Lakers and Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly greeted each other, you know, nothing too crazy, nothing too major. I thought I should just throw that in because I still find it interesting how the Lakers have not traded away Russell Westbrook. I get it. He did not look ideal last year, but this is a dude that can still play basketball with people. I don't care less how anyone feels about him. I don't care about his 2K rating. 
This dude can still play. And another thing that had transpired today, about two hours ago, the 76 has actually signed Montrez Harrell to a two-year deal worth $5.2 million. Now, Montrez Harrell is a former sixth man of the year. This is a guy that can legitimately play. He's a hustle player, fights for boards. He's not the greatest defender in the world, but he's an effort player, so he will try on that end. But his size does come in as a problem more often than not for him because this is a dude this is a dude who is about six seven, six eight at the center position. He isn't a big he isn't a big dude at all. He's a guy that's <clears throat> excuse me. He's a guy that out hustles people, fights for the loose boards, he's good at rolling pick and roll. He's good at all those things, but on the block against other heavier centers and bigger centers, he will struggle. And I think it's a good sign for a rotation. I really do. With that being said, man, we're going to get off into the real nitty-gritty. And we're going to get into the NFL season as we know it is upon us this week. Thursday night football will be transpiring Thursday the 8th. Buffalo Bills opening up the season. They are going to be competing against the Los Angeles Rams. Not is the Los Angeles Rams? Did I get that right? <laughs> I be confusing it sometimes, man. You know all these teams moving and stuff. But the Rams, yes, they will be playing against the Buffalo Bills, and that's going to be one hell of a game. And a lot of people are saying this could possibly very much be the Super Bowl matchup this year, which it very much could be. No, no doubt in my mind, it could be that. But the Bills are kind of banged up. Tredavious White will not be out there, so they're missing their best corner, arguably their best DB. They also <clears throat> they also lost Emmanuel Sanders in all in the offseason, so they're down to Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs, and you know they still got Devin Knox at tight end, so they're still fine there. They still got plenty of weapons. They had Zach Moss is there, they had got James Cook. They still got plenty of weapons. But them not having Trey Davis White is huge because the Rams, with all the new arsenals and weapons that, that Matthew Stafford have now, including and none other than AR-12 and Allen Robinson, this is a team that can potentially take, exploit those cornerbacks in this game. And don't get me wrong, they got two really damn good safeties in Jordan Porter and Poirier, excuse me, and Micah Hyde, but at the end of the day, you can't expect those guys to be all over the field. You just can't. It's unrealistic. Cooper Cup should have a good game. Allen Robinson should have a good to decent debut game as a Ram. And with Henderson and Cam Akers coming back healthy, I, I believe they should have a good dose of those two as well in the game. We shall see. I think it's going to be a good game. Me personally, I already... I already took my bets on the Rams to win this game. So, if y'all are betting, man, like me, man, go ahead and take the Rams to win this game. I know I know the Bills are favorite, so you may win a little bit. You're going to win a little bit more money going for the underdog. So, I'm going I'm going with the Rams, personally. I mean, you know what I Me, I'm going with the Rams. I just feel as if they're going to take this game. Now, with that being said, off into some other NFL news. Mitch Trubisky was actually named the starter, the official starter today for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And truth be told, I'm not shocked at all by this move. I mean, Mitch Trubisky was taking the bulk load of the first team snaps 
training camp, preseason. I mean, he, he looked good. He looked good, but it's like what I told other Steelers fans. It's like what I told people who believe the Steelers got something. I'm not believing in neither quarterback for the Steelers until I see it week one. If they look good doing it week one, then I guess fine. There's some hope there, but I know what Mr. Trubisky is. There is little to no real growth he can make that will convince me that he's a franchise guy and he's nothing more than a career backup at this point. There is nothing he could convince me of to show me that unless he leads another team to the playoffs and he actually is a contributor on that team. Not just two, maybe three games out of the year he looked good. Is a consistent contributor at a quarterback position. That's that's how I see it. So, me personally, if I'm the Steelers, I'm starting Kenny Pickett. See what you get out of it, man. See what you drafted. The dude is young. He's raw. He's looked solid in the preseason games. Just give him the job. You you're not competing for a title this year. You're not. You, your division is too damn good. The AFC is too damn good. You're. Your secondary, your offensive line walls, you're not competing for a championship this season. You might as well see what you got with the man. Just see what you got. Because if you know you don't have something there, maybe you could look to make a trade and trade up and get one of these really good quarterbacks that's coming out of next year's draft. But as far as I'm concerned, Mr. Biscuit starting, if you're trying to succeed this year as much as possible in the year, I can see why. But personally, again, I don't see what they're competing for. They're not a championship caliber team. It is what it is. But in other news, though, let's get into the NFL games for week one altogether. And I'm going to go through all the games. I'm going to give some quick predictions what I believe these games would be. And I'm also give my game of the week. Well, my game of the week is the Bills versus the Rams. So that is game of the week. I already gave y'all my betting odds. That's why I gave y'all the bet odds because I'm going to give the bet odds for the game of the week. I'm taking the Rams plus three. I do not remember what the over-under was. Excuse me on that, but I'm definitely taking the Rams to win that plus three. Not, no, it was, a play, it was plus two and a half. That's what it was. Now, so let's get into week one, New England at the Dolphins. I'm taking us to win that game. We, The Dolphins, we have to win this game. We have a three-game stretch in the midst of this game that is going to be brutal. You got the Ravens after that. No, wait. I believe it's the Bills. Then it's the Ravens. Then, no. Either way it go, you got the Ravens, Bills, and you got the Bengals for the next three games. That is going to be brutal. You could potentially lose all three of those games. You, gotta, you have to pull off this week one game where you should beat this team because you're the better team. It does not matter if this is a division rival. It does not matter if Bill Belichick on the other side of the field. You're the better team. Through and through, you're the better team. Win the game. Just that simple. After that, we got the Eagles versus the Lions. I do believe the Lions are going to be better than what they're giving credit for, but I think it's going to take time for them to actually find their footing, so I got the Eagles winning that. Then we got the Colts and the Texans. I got the Colts taking that. I don't believe in the Texans at all. This team will be likely to win four games this season. I don't believe in Davis Mills. They have a pretty good young rookie running back. I believe his name is Damian Pierce. A lot of people have been talking about him. I think in the preseason, he was averaging like 5.8 yards per carry. I mean, dude looked good. But with him and Brandon Cooks, I don't think that'll be enough to get him past the coach. Week one. Browns versus Panthers. 
No Deshaun Watson. I'm going Panthers on this one. The Browns could still win this game because they're just oozing talent everywhere else on the field. But if they go, if they're rolling in with Jacoby Brissett week one, I do not care how talented the team is around him. That dude is not good. 49ers and the Bears. Got the 49ers taking that. Trey Lance get his first opening win as a starter. Jaguars, Commanders. This game could go either way, but I'm going to go to Commanders. I think their team is a little better than they're giving credit for. I think Carson Wentz has become vastly underrated and underappreciated. I think he's a solid to really good quarterback. I still think he's top 15 in his league. But I think they win this game. Still is at the Bengals. I got the Bengals winning that. Jets, Ravens. I got the Ravens winning that comfortably. Saints, Falcons. I got the Saints winning that. <clears throat> I don't believe in Mariota or Reader. I just don't. I don't think. I think the Falcons are in for a three-win season as well, three to four wins. Chiefs, Cardinals. Now, this is kind of tough because the Chiefs, while I – listen, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. L. Travis, I'm not. I'm not doing it. People can say they can believe this team will be a player team as they want to. I don't, I'm not doing it. I'm not betting against those guys. They will be in the playoffs. But this is a tough game to call. I'm going to go with the Chiefs because the blow of losing DeAndre Hopkins the first, I believe, six weeks for the Cardinals is huge. And I think they're going to have to find their footing and leggings under them within the first three to four weeks. So I can see them losing this first game. After that, it's the Giants and the Titans. I got the Titans winning that. Both of these teams, to me, will not be good this season, but one of them got to win. And I think the Titans are better between the two Eagles. Packers at the Vikings. I'm taking the Packers to win this. I know they got a new secondary and things of that nature. Not new secondary, new receiver core, but Aaron Rodgers to Aaron Rodgers. This division is going to be his to, to lose or win. So I'm taking the Packers to win this. Raiders against the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers doing this game, but this will be a shootout. I really do believe that. If y'all betting, man, take the over on this game. I'm telling y'all, both of these teams' secondaries are questionable. I know they, I know the Chargers when I got um, J.C. Jackson, but I'm telling y'all not, man. Take the over on this game. They always have shootouts with one another. Take the over on this game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys in this game. Now, that may be a little unbelievable because, you know, you don't want to bet against Brady. But if you want to play Tom Brady and the Tom Brady-led team at any point, it, you want to play him week one because he struggles week one for whatever the case may be. He does. And then after that, you got the Broncos versus the Seahawks. So Russell Wilson begins to return to Seattle. And I'm taking the Broncos to win that game comfortably. I think the Seahawks will be lucky this year to get four wins, if I'm being honest with y'all. I really do. <clears throat> excuse me. But that's that's it for the <coughs> excuse me. That's it for the um predictions for week one. And as I told you, the game of the week will be Thursday night football, the Rams versus Bills. I'm taking the Rams to win that one. But let me go ahead and get into the fan QA, man. Remember, if you want to ask questions. Got, if y'all got any questions y'all want to ask me, remember, I always post the fan Q&A on Facebook. So if y'all want to go ahead and ask me any questions at any given time, y'all always feel free to welcome to 
add me on Facebook or like the page Last Word Productions. The Q and A is posted every Monday around three, four o'clock. Boom, get your questions in. So let's get straight into it. And we got a, we got a, quite a few this week, man. So first question is Van Vessen, who wins on Thursday Night Football? Rams or Bills? I already answered this, one, man. I'm going with the Rams. Take them and bet. If you're a betting man, take them. Next question comes from Joe Mag. He's question is. Is Ryder a franchise quarterback? And he's talking about Desmond Ryder, the Falcons rookie. I don't know, man. I mean, I won't say he isn't, but if I'm the Falcons, I'm not willing to bet on him before I'm willing to bet on someone like Bryce Young. You know, I'm not I'm not willing to bet on him before I bet on someone like uh what's the Florida quarterback that we just seen? He looked phenomenal. Anthony Richardson. I'm not willing to bet on him but over them two. And if, if I get the worst record and I got the choice between them two, I'm, I'm drafting one or the other over Desmond Ryder. I mean, it may be unfair to him because, you know, he didn't actually be in that situation, but it's a business at the end of the day. All right, this next question comes from Cameron Jones. He says, NFL dark horse teams and the NBA teams, where do you put the cast now after the Mitchell trade? All right, so first, dark horse teams. If I had to pick for the entirety of the league, I already said the Lions, I feel as if, could be a dark horse to make the playoffs. A lot of people counting them out, but this team is pretty much structured well. Excuse me. Outside of the linebacker core, there isn't really anything on that team that I could say is just a glaring weakness. They, they have good players at almost all levels. Is it that we're so used to being the Lions being sorry? You just expect them to be, but this is a good team. They have good talent on that team on that roster. So I go with the Lions, man. I'm not picking them to be contenders for a Super Bowl, but they could be a dark horse to make a wild card spot. Do not be surprised. NBA, where do you rank the Cavs? I, I think I answered this earlier. I said I'd seen them with a fifth seed, at best a fourth seed. I do not see them being a top three team out, out in the East. Unless the Celtics start off with another slow start or something, or the other teams do as well. I don't see that. I just don't. Now, next question comes from Will Haynes. Matt Ryan predictions. What to expect from Ben Simmons this year? I think Matt Ryan is going to have a top 10 year. I think he's going to Throw somewhere between 3,800, 42K, 4,200 yards. Maybe throw for a good 28, 30 touchdowns. Maybe throw seven, eight interceptions. Have a, have a good year. You know, good year. I think I think he will make the Coastal Playoff team. And I think this will be a team that only makes the playoffs, but they would win their division. So, got a good enough record. that could possibly get a bye. And what to expect from Ben Simmons this year? I think you expect a bounce back season. I think Ben Simmons hears the noise. He's heard the noise for the past two years. This is the dude that's been through mental hell and back. And at this point, there's no way to go but up for him. And I think he's taking that as motivation to better himself. Now, I will say this. If Ben Simmons does not come out this season and looks to par, up to par like a all-star, star caliber player, 
Then he's a bust. I mean, I don't. I, at that point, I wouldn't care for him giving me seventeen seven to seven tonight. I wouldn't care because his potential is so much greater than just that stat line and just being this all NBA defender. Yes, that's still a good player, but this is the same guy I was drawing comparisons to LeBron James and Magic Johnson, MVPs of the NBA, champions of the NBA. Dudes who were the franchises and made teams around them better regardless of who was in the positions next to them. If he isn't even half of that, I'm sorry. To me, that is a bust. That is a waste of talent. I'm not saying he would be a bad player, but for him to not even be at least close to that level at all, to me, it would be a huge letdown with the talent he is. But I expect for him to bounce back. I expect for him to be a top five MVP candidate. Because, again, he has the talent to be that. I expect for him to be top five in assists per game. I expect him to give you 20, 22 points a game. He can do all of that. We just got to see it come to fruition. Now, this next question comes from Corey Elliott. Does Westbrook bounce back? I think so. I think Russell Westbrook, again... A lot like Ben Simmons, he hears the noise, he hears the noise, he hears the commotion, he hears the crowd, he hears people just consistently and constantly scrutinizing him. The difference between him and Ben Simmons, though, is that Russ puts his hand down to work. He doesn't want to be given excuses, he doesn't want to give excuses, he doesn't want to be disrespected. He's going to put his head down to work and simply get better. Whatever he feels he got to get better at, he'll do it. I've always respected that about players, and I respect that specifically about Russell Westbrook. I'm going to say Wilson. Next question comes from Bron Sumbrett. Who is the sleeper NFL team this season? I already said the Lions. But just for your question, I'll give one for the AFC. So, my sleeper for the AFC, um, this may come as a shocker, but I'm going to go with, <laughs> it's hard for me to say this because I was just trashing them, but the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the reason why I say the Pittsburgh Steelers is because if Mitch Trubisky can figure it out with the cast of receivers they have, with Najee Harris at running back, this can be a really damn good offense. And if the offense is good, the defense can play complementary football and have more teams air it out versus running the ball. And that'll give you an advantage with your best advantage. With T.J. Watt and Cameron Hayward rushing the passer, I mean, that's what you want. So, there we go. That's my dark horse for the AFC. Next question comes from Nico Stevens. He said, prediction on the two best rookies, one offense, one defense. Okay, so, offense, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with James Williamson. James Williams. I'm sorry, I don't know why I said his name like that, but I know he's hurt right now. I would have went with him. I saw him misspoke, but if I had to choose someone else, though, I think I'm going to go with Damon Pierce, the running back for Houston. I think he's going to be the, one of the few good things about that team, if I'm being honest with you. And it wouldn't be surprising at all if he hit 1,100, 1,200 yards this season because they're, they're going to need a bell, bell cow to help cover with Davis Mills. He's not a guy you want throwing the ball 30, 35 times a game. That's not him. So, yeah, I can see him being the offensive rookie of the year, and I can see it for defensive rookie of the year. 
I've been I've been on this guy's fan club since he was drafted, before he was drafted. But Sauce Gardner, I'm telling you, man, this guy's different. This guy's different, man. Like seriously, he's different, and he's going to show it. Week one, he's he's going to show it, man. Hate that he's a jet. <laughs> And this next question comes from, it's a picture actually, Chris Johnson, he says, rank the quarterbacks in the AFC West. All right, so boom. For me, all of these, let's, let's get one thing straight. All of these guys are top 10 quarterbacks, all of them. Derek Carr may right be there at 10. He's maybe an honorable mention, but all of these guys, you can say and argue are all top four quarterbacks. I mean, top 10 quarterbacks. But if I had to put them in order, to me it's easy. I'm going Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. I know a lot of people right now are higher on Justin Herbert and Russell Wilson right now. To me, I do not for the life of me understand why. Justin Herbert still has not done anything in his league to be labeled a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. I mean, the man gets hurt for one season and now all of a sudden, a second-year quarterback who's had two really good individual seasons, no team success is better. I don't understand it. But that's my order, man. Derek Carr, Herbert, Wilson, Mahomes. This next question comes from, let's see, Anthony Stewart. Will the truce between Russell and Pat break down before or after the NBA All-Star break? I don't think it will break down at all. These two dudes are professionals. And even if... They were to stay on the same team. Again, these two dudes are professionals. They can put their personal bias aside to actually put on the same team. They, they can do that. It's not hard to believe. But I don't think Russell Westbrook is going to be there, if I'm being honest. Next question comes from Heiseke Lumpkin. How far would Dallas go? I think Dallas will win the division, and I think Dallas will possibly make it to the semis. That's about it. I don't see Dallas competing for a Super Bowl. Same guy asks, will Buccaneers win it all this year? Now, this is kind of tricky because the Bucs could very well win it all this year, but do I believe they will? No. I, I, don't, I don't think they make it out of the, the NFC. I still have the Rams as the favorites to make it out, if I'm being honest. Next question comes from Ryan Burgess. Will Russell Wilson and Denver underperform this year? No, they won't. I think this is going to be a good team, but they're going to be in a tough division. So they might just do underachieve, but underperform? I don't believe that. Because they're going to still be a statistically good team. Because performance to me, it goes based off team and like, Amounts of points you put up per game, points given up, yards per game, they're going to perform just fine. They're just in a they're just in a lights out division. It's going to be hard for them. Next question comes from Samuel Blackwell: Will the Bears protect or get Fields killed? And he also asked: Will LeBron win another championship or will Curry surpass him in total titles? First and foremost, the Bears have done nothing convincingly to convince me that they truly wholeheartedly believe Justin Fields is the guy. I, I know they want to see him be that, but they've done nothing this offseason to give him that. I mean, I know the coach really likes him. That's cool, but 
Where are the added weapons? Um, well, yeah, I'm sorry. You would have gotten to kill Harry, the, the first round bust from the Patriots. <laughs> cool story. I mean, I, I just don't see it there. Outside of Darnell Mooney, there's nothing on that offensive unit with him that I am remotely worried about. There, maybe, maybe David Montgomery to an extent, but he's coming off of an injury. You don't know what he'll be. And with LeBron with another championship, let me, I'll say this. If they do make this trade happen between the Pacers for Miles Turner and Buddy Hill for Westbrook, I do believe they win another championship. But if they don't, I don't see it happening. And so, and the second part of the question, with Curry surpassing the total titles, it's very possible. Very so. It's very much possible. Next question comes from William Matthew Jones. How far would the 49ers go this year? 49ers not making playoffs, bro. I'm sorry. I don't see it happening. Now the first year starting quarterback in that tough division. I don't see it. Will Lonzo Ball ever play a full season since he hasn't been hasn't and been hurt since he got into the league? Yeah, man, I'm I'm a huge Lonzo fan. Anyone who's listened to me for a while, they know I'm high on Lonzo Ball. I think he's a really good role player. I never thought he would be you no know, MVP caliber player. I thought he could maybe squeeze in a couple all-star appearances here and there, but I think he's just a really good role player, a good defensive player. I, I definitely do believe he could be a defensive all-NBA defender, but he, he can't stay on the court, man. And I'm not even sure he's going to be returning this year in terms of their opening, opening of the season. So we got to see, man. AFC North winner, this question comes from Michael Palmer, Cincy or B more. <sighs> it's kind of tough, because I go either way, but I'm going Baltimore. They back fully healthy. Lamar Jackson, he seems to be playing with a chip on the shoulder, because not only because the contract situation, but all the naysayers and daughters from last season. Defense back healthy. Offensive line back. They got their running backs back. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards. I think the Baltimore Ravens take it. Herbert Young, nope. Next question comes from William McClung. Where do you see the Steelers end up this year? Can they make the playoffs? Can they win the North? I don't believe they can win the North. I do have them as a sleeper to make the playoffs. So, yeah, they could possibly make the playoffs. And if they do make the playoffs, I think they'll win it done again. His next question comes from Christopher Edwards. What will it take for Herbert to be considered better than Allen and Mahomes? Mm. It will take him to win it all. It will take him to win it all. I'm talking about win it all, MVP season. That's what it will take for you even to try to hold that argument. And But in order for him to be over both of them, in my personal opinion, he would have to play both of those teams, both of those guys in the playoffs and outplay both of them and go on to win the Super Bowl. That's how, to me, it personally could happen. Other than that, I don't think so. Cavs finished wearing the East. That comes from J. Jack Sanchez. Again, I got him finishing fifth one, man. David Jordan Lee asks, what teams will round out the Eastern Conference playing? So the teams I round out the Eastern Conference playing for me because it is the 7th through 10th seeds. I believe it will be, <clears throat> excuse me, I believe it will be the Hornets, I believe the Pacers will be in there, I believe the Hawks will be in there as well, and I believe the Raptors will be in there. So those are my four teams I got playing to play in. 
And your next question is why haven't the Kings folded and been replaced with the Supersonics? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't I honestly don't know what the Kings doing over there. They they had some talent over there, man. They just landed to go to waste. Who was your early pick from most improved player? Um, I believe he's talking about basketball because you asked another basketball questions. Uh, hmm. Let me. I gotta think about it. I'm gonna come back to that one. I'm gonna think about that a little bit. Are the Saints a sleeper team? Yes. Yes, they are. The Saints could very well possibly contend this season and win their division. How would Matt Ryan play and fit in the Colts? Is he upgrade over once? How would they do as a whole? That question comes from Noah Rogman. Oh, my bad, man. The last person who asked me that Saints question is Hugo Lopez. My bad, man. Shout out to you. But Noah, my man, I think Matt Ryan fit well. I think he is an upgrade over Carson Wentz, and I think they will win their division. Now, as far as going to the AFC Championship game and all that stuff, I don't know yet. But it would have surprised me at all if they won the playoff game. So I think they'll do pretty good. What are your predictions for each NFL division? Now, I actually went through this last episode, my man, so go ahead and go check that out. You can go ahead and full list there. I went through that last episode. The most underrated slash underestimated young QB this season. That question, both those questions came from Alyssa Benner. Alicia Benner. If I'm being honest, the quarterback who I believe is being overlooked the most and kind of underrated, I believe Jameis Winston. And this is the main reason why I think the sleeper team could be, one of the sleeper teams could be the Saints. Jameis Winston's coming back healthy. He has a good receiver core. Alvin Kamara still is there. He may face a suspension sometime because of what happened in the offseason. We're not going to get into that. But I think Jameis Winston is the guy who is being underestimated. I know he's not considerably young, but he isn't old either. So I think it's, I think it's him. But if I had to just choose a young QB all in all, I would say Tua. I know I've been tough on Tua, but I think this season he shows us what he truly can do. Next question comes from Jeffrey Arthur. Will Seahawks win more than three games? I don't think they will, but if they were two, they ain't going to be no more than four. That's it. I'm giving them four games. Curtis Rut Rutledge. He says, can Aaron Rodgers get to the Super Bowl this year or ever again? Yes, he can. But do I think he can do it in Green Bay? No, he cannot. And the reason why I do not believe he can do it in Green Bay is because Green Bay has made it very, very much clear. They're not going to put together a championship team to win a Super Bowl. They're not. This team is only as good as 12 allows it to be. That is it. Time and time and season after season, I've said this about the Green Bay Packers front office, and I will reiterate it until the day I die. The Packers have done little to nothing to put anything around Rodgers. Anything. Let Devontae Adams walk. Let Micah Hyde walk. Both some of the best two players at their position in the league. You 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 haven't drafted a first round receiver in forever. You haven't drafted a first round player in I believe what six years. And the last person you did that with was Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers' replacement at some point. I'm sorry, but I I just don't I just do not see this team doing all it can to put together a championship unit around Rodgers. I just don't see it. So in order for him to win the championship, me personally, I think he got to leave. 
I thought he was going to leave this season, but he didn't. Saying God, Curtis Burles, you guys can Brooklyn and KD get it done? This is kind of iffy. Because on one hand, they got the talent to do it. I mean, they, they're oozing talent. Kyrie, Seth Curry, KD, Ben Simmons. You got the talent, man. Royce O'Neal is there. It's good, solid role player. You got, you got the talent. But it's so much friction and intensity in the locker room and behind the scenes, bro. I don't know if they can focus on basketball. That is the problem with this team. It's, it's just so much more going on behind the scenes of that team, man. So, as it stands right now, they're a wild card. They're a blank canvas. They can be down any color. I'm not going to say yes. I'm not going to say no because it's, you just you can't guess with them, especially with the injuries they be having. Jesse Salvador, Super Bowl prediction, offense and defensive rookie of the year. Super Bowl prediction. Uh, if I had to choose right now, bearing any injuries, I believe the Rams go back, and I believe they will face off against the. I believe they face off against the Bills. So yeah, I can't see the Week One Thursday Night matchup happening again. And offensive rookie of the year, I, Damian Pierce has said that I think he could get in. Defensive rookie of the year, I said Sauce Gardner. So those two answers were earlier. And last question comes from, no, second to last question, I'm sorry, comes from Randy Price. Will Justin Herbert win a Super Bowl within the next three years? Hard to tell, man, but as it stands right now, he has a damn good chance because he has a good team around him. It just all comes down to him and closing out some of these games. He loses by a possession or two. That's what it comes down to. So he, he has a very high chance to do so, but it's hard for me to say he, he would definitely win it. And his last question comes from Dylan Rose Simons. Where does Camelo end up this coming season? I think Melo will sign with a contending team. So I can see Melo either going two ways. He's not going back to the West. I don't think he's going back to the West. He's going to go to the Nets, the Nets, or he's going to go to the Miami Heat. Watch what I tell you. It's going to be the Nets or the Miami Heat. One of those two teams. But that's all I got for today, guys. Thank you all for tuning in to the show. Once again, Last Word Productions, be sure to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Last Word Productions on there. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. Last Word Productions. Thank you all again. See you all in the next one, man.